Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. The VLN on RS1. On RS1. Part of the Radio Show Limited Network. And the scrapping in SPX continues because 55 is now ahead of the 54 car. Now, across the line, I'm slightly confused by this because those cars were shown together. My timing screen seems to have timed out. It has. So it me information up to lap 17. I will give you the information because Excellent. the gap between them was three hundredths of a second. And that may be much more like of the Ferrari. Yeah, I, I, I had a time gap of about eight seconds, and that was because it was the previous lap. But the Ferrari has been charging incredibly hard to reel in then Luca Stoltz and now get ahead of Luca. Both cars have made two stops but a significantly quicker lap time last time around, wasn't it? 807.7 for Bjorn Grossman and 819.6. That, I was say that has to be a mistake for Lucas Stoltz, but not necessarily. car, I think, has been pegged back by the officials because even uh, when Stoltz or indeed Yalma Berman has been at the wheel, its best has been an 8.12.2. Compare that to the other Mercedes in the race, notably the race leader, down to an 8.04. So I think deliberately the officials don't want an SPX Mercedes, a brand new Mercedes, not yet legal, to win the race. And it's either carrying a bit of weight or just not able to utilise its power quite as much. There may be a restrictor on there as well. And I think possibly given a bit of extra time during its pit stops too. But a useful testing afternoon, nevertheless, for uh, Mercedes. Quite what's happened to Hubert Hout today, I don't know. Uh, whether he's got uh, a clashing event, or perhaps he's here and chosen not to be driving. But it is just Stoltz and Berman down to pilot that car. Yes, you normally think his name is just painted on the roof of the car, not just uh, put on for the weekend. Hubert Hout, such a strong runner here. He's had a second place this year, sharing with Stoltz. That was in VLN 5 car that beat them that weekend uh, their sister car of course driven by that weekend by Mauro Engel and Patrick Assenheimer who's at the wheel of 23 it's lost a bit of ground it's Janine Hill as you suggested and uh, that is now outside the top 10 Janine is third in the prime class in 13th overall but uh, she is some distance behind the Phoenix Racing Audi which is next up the charts the number 9 entry driven at the moment by Steve Jans in 12th and it would be useful, if at all possible, to stay with Janine Hill, maybe even go on board the 23 car, because something's happened at Hats and Back. There we go. It's almost as if our directors are listening to us. Fabulous. You and can pretend. The Hats and Back, the scene of an incident, then Marshall Post 67. Has that cleared almost as quickly as it has arrived? Or is there still a drama? No, it's a little bit later on around Hats and Back, and in fact a code 120 in place so any moment now Janine Hill's going to back off the throttle see the yellow flags and inch her way now through this speed restricted area of 120 kilometres per hour not 
sure whether there's an intervention vehicle out on track. And also, oh, well, that's later on, that's the Dottinger Hur. There is definitely oh, an nice. IV vehicle, an intervention vehicle. So through and past that scene on the Dottinger Hur goes the race leader, Maxi Book. What the tracker doesn't tell me is if there's a car stranded there. 23 going pretty slowly, but that's Janine Hill's car, so that's fine. The, the difference between slow cars and stationary cars, minimal when they're doing sort of 60 kph. Incident might have happened a little while ago and therefore have been cleared, although I did spot something on the ticker to say that we'd had to a car strike the barrier and it was able to continue hard when 152 made it, uh, made impact with the guardrail but was able to continue in the race but well, those little moments might still re require the armco to just be touched up a little bit well Callan Hart's nearly halfway around the lap whereas we were notified of Hudson back which is very much the, the start you go out of the effectively the Nordkircher onto the uh, Nordschleife loop but we rode with Janine Hill at abated speed well full speed and then abated speed through the twists of Hatzenbach couldn't see anything we can see the marshals at the side of the circuit behind the barriers with their waved yellow flags but couldn't see anything out there but what we are seeing out there as I call it down the Dossinger Her is uh, one Mercedes chasing another I should say actually the six Mercedes that's the Black Falcon Team Auto Arena car Manuel Metzger at the wheel right under the rear wing of Philip Ellis the red and white striped Ellis Carr from Get Speed Performance holding down third position overall, but effective second position because, of course, listed ahead of them at the end of the previous lap was the Falcon Motorsport number four Porsche, but that is has served its pit stop, is behind them on the circuit, some distance behind them. They are second and third as they come up to compete another lap. Slow grown up, upgraded in turns in code 60 at Hatsenbach. That's the last message on my screen, Johnny, so there's still something out there. It's code 120, you saw, now it's code 60. Okay. Well, and it's the early stages of Hansenbach. You've got the sharpish right, and then the more open left, and then it slows right down for the second of the sharp right. And there is a car there, and I'm struggling to identify it because on our tracker, the intervention vehicle is sitting right next to it, and they're all labelled, these cars, around the track. The, la the label for the intervention vehicle is right over the car that I'm trying to identify, so apologies for that become clearer later on but that is through well you go on to Hatson back starts with a sharp left hander then there's an arcing right hander and the next significant right is where that car sits by the looks of things on the left side of the track and then the second half of Hatson back is still raceable all the way over Kittelbacher and into Flugplatz so it's a minimal delay but a delay that's about to be encountered by the two Mercedes that are running second and third on the road. Still Philip Ellis just ahead of Manuel Metzger, but it's very tight. And these two cars, probably not very far away from their next lot of stops, have to go one side of a BMW from Pixum Team Adrenaline. May well have been the number one car. Right, if you want to picture where Hatzenbach is, when you t have you ever driven the Nürburgring Nordschleife, you turn left onto it, you go through the first sweeper, second sweeper, the point where the accident happened, I think is the point at which you go, go good grief, this really is a very, very tricky circuit, because one corner leads so quickly into the next, and uh, get on the wrong line out of one, and you're compromised into the next. Yes, car on driver's left at the second left-hander, that's a course vehicle, 
Well, you can see the point where there's been a strike against the barrier. The barrier very close aside the track. And a course vehicle on the right-hand side of the circuit, out of the right-hander as well. But again, it looks like barrier repairs and just a general checking of the situation. Couldn't see the car that presumably struck the barriers on the left. Looking for any further notices. But, uh, doesn't seem to be the case. So once they've cleared it, back up to full speed they go. And the battle in SP10 is still being fought out. Battle in SPX, it's 54 clear on its own ahead of the 55 Ferrari. So it's the new shape Black Falcon Mercedes running in orange, a sort of metallic darkish orange. And Lucas Stoltz, driver at the wheel, eighth place overall at the moment good tidy performance from them and as Johnny pointed out the ultimate speed of the car clearly pegged back somewhat in this early stage but uh, useful track mileage don't forget uh, in comparison another team looking for track mileage only because its hand was forced is uh, BMW team Schnitzer and Augusto Farfus has been in and out of the pits and uh, became a test session very very early on in this race I suggested a little earlier on that the rain may be arriving at about four o'clock. Well, the first indication that vehicles are turning on their windscreen wipers by the VLN live ticker now. And an answer to the question about the issue on hats and back, it's the 55 Bjorn Grossman, Jonathan Hershey Ferrari, which had just taken the lead of SPX, albeit between just two cars. But their Ferrari 488 on the hats and back has hit the tyre stacks there. So car 55 requiring recovery, and that is the reason why the code 120 and now a code 60 is out on track. Well, what a good call. I was just trying to work out why the Ferrari seems to have lost ground, but because there are such long gaps between timing intervals on the, on the circuit, timing sectors, just as I was coming to that conclusion, it was called in. So well done. Thank you very much for keeping us informed on the Twitter feed. So many cars to watch. So much space to watch out on the circuit. We've got some Cup 5 BMWs using all the track and a little bit more, and then a little bit more beyond a little bit more. So uh, keeping it somewhere near the racing line. But great racing. It always is in Cup 5. 6.95 was duelling for the race lead with the 6.50 car a little bit earlier on. Now, is this an indication that 6.50's disappeared up the road, or is this now the lead battle? The treble six car also involved. David Griesner not part of this scrap. So 6.50 does lead, and by... 30, maybe even 40-odd seconds now. So treble 6 and 695 are duelling over second and third in their class. In the treble 6 car, it is Florian Naumann, the Idstein-based driver, having... We've already seen Nico Otto at the start of the race and Lars Poiker do the middle portion. So Florian Naumann uh, in the blue and black car, ahead of Inga Hansa-Setra who now pilots the 695 car. So that is for second and third in the Cup 5 division, but very much the way at the moment of 650. They're looking like maximum points and really cementing their position with one round to go. Uh, looking very strong in the points championship. So we're seeing time and time again how someone else's incident can affect your race in terms of presenting a slow zone just as you arrive there. Very, very galling indeed. If you're not far behind arrival, they get through before the slow zone is thrown. You have to back off. They don't. They proceed. Uh, anyhow, it's all about uh, competitor safety, but most importantly, the safety of the marshals as they go in to clear up the incidents. And uh, just as this rain is potentially just arriving, don't forget this should have been after the end of the race. It's 4.15 in the afternoon here in the Eiffel Forest and we were due to end at four. We were going to be ending at more like 20 past five. 
they're going to have another hour, hour and three minutes, according to the clock, until the chequered flag can be proffered. But uh, yeah, whereas it was bright blue sky and sunshine, it was windy. Gradually the clouds have come in, and it does seem a little bit of precipitation is in the air. Good afternoon to Alex Brundle, who's enjoying the coverage so far. Cracking work two weeks ago with Dad Martin in the number 156 Aston Martin. I think their pace that day uh, was good enough, certainly, to take the race victory, but luck not quite on their side with a puncture. And I know during those cool conditions as well, um, Alex, uh, still living long in my memory, trying to get some heat into some intermediate tyres that they'd put on the car, fully sideways at one point at Tiergarten. So great to watch. Uh, Alex asking the question, has it been dry all race? I understand it's been slightly delayed. Well, we were delayed by an hour and 20 minutes, as it turned out. We got underway bang on time, but unfortunately there were bangs galore then, though, on the opening lap. Uh, with a sideways number 33 car collection Audi coming out of the cut-through hairpin. Not sure whether it was helped sideways or just on cold tyres, got sideways on its own, but with a broadside car in the middle of the track with most of the cars still to come through, contact was inevitable and sadly we lost, well, it was nearly three cars on the spot. Black Falcon did an incredibly good job to get 162 back in the race, uh, but rather than release start groups two and group three, into that uh, horrendous moment out of the uh, cut through into stricken cars the race was immediately red flagged and actually didn't get started again until well one o'clock was the start of the uh, additional green flag lap and then the race started at 1.20 so we're on course for a 5.20 finish this afternoon speaking of damaged cars sadly we've got another one now coming down the Dottinger Hurt with car 801 the Muller Bill Motorsport Audi RS3 suffering from a puncture it looks like on the front left corner you could hear the wheel rim no rubber left there scratching its way down at this battle for second place Philip Ellis coming uh, up close behind that one they'll pass it Ellis and Manuel Metzger the, the red Mercedes ahead of the white black and red one it's about a second between them as they've gone past the car that's limping in coming up oh no they haven't it's uh, ahead of them as they go to the final chicane and stays just to the right hand side of the circuit but uh, on these small things uh, a long battle over lap after lap can be sorted this time fortunately as they both dive into the pits they seem to have been on the same pit sequence a fair few times Emmanuel Metzger all but clipping the back of Philip Ellis as the red number two Mercedes comes to a near standstill when it reached the white line marking the entrance to the pit lane again let's see how it works in the pit garage but at the moment neither of these Mercedes crew has the formal fortune to tackle the 48 man filter crew sitting on the lead well it was uh, 1 minute 20 seconds ahead of them when it went over the start finish line they of course backed off a little bit to come into the pits but uh, we've got an hour of this race left and it's looking very very good indeed for Raffaele Marcello who's probably enjoying a, a coffee a double espresso of course in the pit garage and his teammate Maxi Book who's going to take it through shortly to the end of the race Bradley Philpott's come out with a, quite a good fact relating to car 308 and the Peugeot. Um, he labels this as a fun VLN fact, folks. If car 308 wins SP2T today, that will be 11 straight wins for the Net Motorsport team and Peugeot's 250th VLN class win. Have you gone back and counted all of those, Bradley? Because that's mightily impressive. You get so. two-thirds of the way through and then go six... Oh. One, two. <laughs> yeah. Wind the clock back to 50, whatever it was. Rewind your life. 
Still good battling out on the track, it must be said. The Lamborghini always in the battle. Axel Jeffries, plenty of company because uh, not far behind he's got uh, Rudy Adams. Again, fantastic manufacturer variety. Lamborghini ahead of BMW, but it's Mercedes ahead of everyone at the moment. I should make the point that Brad actually drives for Bond Motorsport crew and therefore he might have just make a press release. Somebody else, some other Paul Sol has counted them all up. But yeah. if it's achieved, achieved and that's a, a quarter of a century of wins, no, more than that, 250. Yeah. Party, party, two Bradley. And half, two and a half centuries. Yes. Party, party central, indeed so. But 308, I've caught a glimpse of a couple of times, keeping itself out of trouble, which is namely the key uh, point of VLN. Right. Stay out of incidents and stay out of the wall, crucially. You're on for a good finish. Well, exactly that. And just looking at the number two Mercedes, it's clearly been clattering the curbs a bit much. They're trying to fix the front splitter. So Philip Ellis brought that in. Can't say it was him that necessarily hit the curbing, but clearly the front end not quite as uh, solid as it would have been at the start of the race. They've got to fix that. You think about the high-speed corners around the Nürburgring and the uh, form down the straights. You don't need bodywork flapping around. So, But, again, with these lengthy pit stops that are allocated, it does give the team scope to fix the cars, which I think is a really good thing. With the pit lane as full as this one with 150 plus cars, you don't want people to be rushing their pit stops. And again, there is marking down the left hand flank of that number two Mercedes, the Get Speed Performance Mercedes. Clearly, a rub, I wouldn't suggest with a barrier, with a rival, but only a, a rear kiss at a rear left corner. Now the pit lane suddenly is busy again. Number two Mercedes is on the move. The number six Mercedes that came in just behind Will Manuel Metzger is not moving. Now it is. It's just come out of the final pit garage area. So they are as they were before. Less than a second between the pair of them. But of course, the car that's leading the race, running in the hands of Maxi Book, puts in more laps. That shouldn't be coming in. Johnny will tell me the number. Let me think. Two, three, time in. That's 22. 23. 23. 23. Very close, though. Yeah, we had 48 Mercedes. Oh, yeah, then a pair of eight. The seven Lamborghini, the five Phoenix Racing Audi, and the number three um, BMW from Falcon. They all stopped at the end of lap 15. So, another three laps also. Now, the other thing they've got to bear in mind is how long to the end of the race, because we are now inside the final 70 minutes, and therefore... Well, the two pit stops we've just witnessed for the Mercedes. They, uh, those pit stop times judged on how long there is to go rather than the stint they've just completed. And that's very much the case for the cars that are due in at the end of lap 23. Second place in Cup 5, fully alive as we've already described. 6.95 just ahead of treble 6. So Inga Hansa-Setra with a good move there on Nauman. But they've been locked together for the whole of this last lap. And this is playing very nicely into the hands of Yannick Mettler and David Griesner. Just increasing their lead in Cup 5 in the number 650 car. Not in shot, because it's a good 40 seconds further up the road. This is what the VLN is all about. The battle's all the way down the field, but the Cup 5 class, just every race is so entertaining. And the drivers now looking as though they're on a, a short sprint race. They're ducking inside each other at all sorts of corners around at the moment. The Grand Prix loop, the short cut of the Grand Prix loop uh, before they uh, have to go out onto the full Nordschleifer. Now, we talked about bright blue skies and sunshine earlier today. It's definitely getting darker all the time. Yes, it's 20 past four in the afternoon but I'm just looking again for any clues are we getting windscreen wipers going at the moment it's dark grey cloud and light grey cloud the blue sky has gone this could be a twist in the tail just under an hour to go in this race these two BMWs we're looking at the Cup 5 front runners no blades going across their screens 
looking also to camera lenses and uh, we'll get some on-board camera footage hopefully shortly. That's maybe, should we have the back part? Should we go for around her? Ah, let's go to the highest part of the circuit. If we can get a car go through there, that is uh, possibly a good place to see if there's any rain. We think there's been a little smattering. Can't see any as yet. We'll keep our, our spies in the sky to let us know what's going on. Yeah, any further mention of precipitation on the ticker not evident either um, the snapshot though of the class order in the last 10 minutes V5 topped by the 437 Porsche Cayman these are all Caymans in fact so 437 leads the 440 car and then the treble 4 machine despite 440 hitting those dramas and all that frontal damage that needed to repair they're still second in their class V6 is led by the 435 Cayman S 415 second the 418 car is in third position and in SP3 currently going the way of the Subaru BRZ the Shrek stroke Gavris 275 Scooby that leads the two Toyota GT86s 270 and 269 kind of a few more of those later on in this final hour to give those in the lower classes their bit of limelight well I can tell you it's not raining at hats back Johnny riding through there with uh, Janine Hill number 23 the second of the get speed performance Mercedes again it's just oh, the track looked a little bit wet there but that's the point at which I think we had the black Ferrari going and clattering the barriers perhaps but uh, again it's getting quite not dark there but it's certainly not as light and brightly lit as it was earlier on but again it's just emphasis as we look at the onboard footage of just how twisty the opening sequence of the Nordschleifer is you don't really get to stretch your legs until you've gone through Kittelbacher and then of course it opens out for that wonderful blast on and up and over the crest at Flugplatz. There is now an issue and it is in the second part of Metzgersfeld with a 120 speed restriction currently in place. I fear that that's the 733 car which is not the all-green BMW, that's the 755 isn't it? But it's yes. a 733 V4 BMW nevertheless which has come to a halt there with driver Andreas Roloff sharing that 733 BMW with Mike Kraska but Roloff has gone off it looks like at the second bit of Metzgersfeld and just before Kallenhard the double uh, well the single right-hander that then eventually leads to Versiphon so we cleared the track briefly we're now well, we've got one corner affected by a speed limit as the 34 BMW powers its way through Tiergarten and Hohenrein. Again, on the ragged edge of adhesion, it's David Pittard coming charging hard and coming into the pits, yes. So that is lap 21. Probably on schedule, he says, counting back through now. Maybe yeah, they, they were the first ones to sort of blink and came in, I think, after lap five. So we yes. can do some maths off 13, the back of that. 13, I've got them down as as well. Five, yeah, 5, so 13, 21. Perfect. OK, what's happening at the front of the field? Nothing. It's the 48 Mercedes leading the way. When I say nothing, being driven very, very well indeed by Raffaele Marcello. Now by Maxi Boot. Not under pressure. They can run their own tactics in this race. And for those behind that have had to blink first or sort punctures, and that certainly was the case for the number two Mercedes, the Get Speed Performance Mercedes, shared by Maxi Gertz and Phil Ellis. And, of course, also the number four Falcon Porsche that was in at the end as early as lap two with a, a rear left puncture. Uh, th- 
the order is shuffled against them but for the 48 crew for man filter racing just controlling this race very very nicely indeed banging quick lap after quick lap while all its rivals just hitting little problems here and there next car across the line then will be the number five Audi from Frank Stippler Vincent Kolb has done some driving this afternoon and now with Frank Stippler now at the wheel well the car will need to do one more stop I wonder whether we'll see Vincent Kolb in then for the final chunk of time whether that be five or six laps SP10 cars also now getting slightly more spread out with Mikhail Schrei in the 193 car enjoying a 23.7 second lead over Thomas Jaeger in the sister Hoffer Racing by Bonk Motorsport M4 that's number 192 and the 162 Mercedes a further 22 and a bit seconds back so they were absolutely nose to tail with just tenths of seconds between them much more spaced out now and first to second first to third rather it's about 40 odd seconds strange how that can happen you can have a two two even three cars close as you like for the first hour the second hour the third hour then just small incidents happen and uh, then suddenly the battle goes away it tends to go away rather than come together long races these four-hour races so many things can happen but what is happening is the 48 mercedes has got matters under control and uh running oh gosh nearly three minutes behind in second place of course the order is being shuffled the two and six mercedes have fallen down the order after making their third pit stops they will be working their way forward but not at a fast enough rate do anything as far as we can see about the 48 Mercedes crew got it under control but they've got their own race two and six Mercedes together on the second row of the grid in that order two ahead of six at this point in the race as they've been pretty much throughout in that order two ahead of six and being pushed very very hard indeed at the moment Phil Ellis leading Manuel Metzger they'll take it through to the end of this race lights ablaze the light overall is falling and the prize, the brighter headlights, actually goes to the Get Speed Performance Team. They're dazzling our cameraman down into turn one and leaving the door open up. The inside has a look. That's Manuel Metzger, not quite enough. Phil Ellis had just half a car length advantage as they turned into the corner. Both of them were cars wanted to go straight on somehow, managing to haul them to the right. And another yellow flag, two more out of the circuit. No, it's uh, both at Adenauer first. Adenauer Forest the way around the lap so that whole section around the back I'm just beginning to wonder if there's any rain if it's maybe falling over there Adnau Forest Callenhart Versiphon that's where we seem to have the moments but then again it's a very tricky sector of the circuit so it could be nothing to do with the weather conditions but I'm grasping at straws I'm looking for reasons there's the shortest bit of green flag area before you plunge back into a code 60 at Metzgersfeld but there's definitely a what, what is indicated is a national speed limit sign on the tracker just after Adenauer Force. So you go through a 120, which may be for barrier repairs. Ah, uh, now, and you actually wait a few seconds, Johnny, and you'll find that it's the same caution area that is steadily being worked its way back from, from Metzgersfeld to the exit of Adenauer Forest. So a very significant chunk now of the track which is restricted to just 60 kph with those code 60s in place and that's got to be more than just a stranded 733 car surely unless it's rattled the barrier all the way down towards Metzgersfeld 
Okay, time, time for some more on-board footage. We just had some from Janine Hill, but I don't think she was on the right part of the circuit in the number 23 Mercedes. In fact, I've lost track of where she is in her Mercedes. She's at the very end of the lap, so I think it's behind her. We'll have to wait for another lap and see if another camera car, one of uh, ten we've got this weekend, or nine we've got this weekend, entertaining us out around the circuit. So, in this, the fourth and final hour of this uh, delay, that we had a delayed start today. Well, wait, the first start was bang on time, but unfortunately... Uh, we hadn't even got the cars turning out uh, onto the Nordschleife off the little part of the Grand Prix circuit we lose before the red flags were flown. We had to get going all over again after the crash was cleared up, the debris was swept from the circuit one hour later. So for a lot of these drivers, they're loving the fact it's been a dry weekend, a dry Saturday here at the Nürburgring Nordschleife. But they could have been finished by now, but the light is starting to fall and they are still out racing. They're loving it. This is their second last time this year, 2019. It's been a great season, but it really, Johnny, has been one affected by weather almost like never before from VLN. We often get the odd race, but this year it just seems that almost every race has been weather-affected. This one has not. So far, no, you're right. And the threat of rain on the radar hasn't uh, come to fruition just yet as Knuffy, 152, heads into the right-hand hairpin negotiates that very simply indeed good traction out of that uh, corner and towards the sweepers then that lead to hats and back bogan 152 is currently being driven by gabriele piana who has a lot of experience with black falcon piana a former winner at the dubai 24 hours with black falcon so heading up towards the left and the right fidol chicane then goes that car, battering the curves, Renault Megane RS just up ahead, it's the 507 machine which is currently first in VT2. Philip Ellis you get the feeling is still being pursued at close quarters by Manuel Metzger, those two have been completely at it and yes Metzger getting very large indeed in the rear view mirror as now Philip Ellis has a wall of traffic to try and slice through Metzger to the outside of that's those back markers now Ellis unsure as to which side to go of these two uh, Caymans but eventually makes his way by sometimes you've got to allow the traffic to sort themselves out to provide you know they want to get out of the way it's a little bit like seeing the blue blue lights in in your rear view mirror on the road you think okay police car fire engine wants to get by but I need to take my time in order to find a safe place to make space and I think Philip Ellis knew what was going on there you've got the pressure of the guy behind you know forcing you trying to force you into a mistake as well exactly so and if, if, if you're on a motorway and you see someone who's doing let's say 120 kilometers an hour psycho metric and they're trying to pass someone who's doing 110 it takes a while for them to get past they can't immediately pull over across the across their nose but uh, anyhow it been worked very well there indeed by philip ellis but it's frustrating you feel that any moment you're going to be jumped from the driver behind and particularly if you go left and the car in front suddenly goes left and you've got to come off the power and it's all about keeping momentum going around the nordschleife oh and turning the corners as well that's quite handy but uh, so many corners to turn. I'm still convinced as I look through the windscreen of the yellow Mercedes, the 152 Team Knuffy Mercedes, that it's uh, damp out there. I think it's not. I think it's just a very, very grey day because certainly the screen isn't uh, gaining any splodges of rain. Just uh, a few late summer flies have been squashed on the front. Ah, as I say that, 
<laughs> a great big fly hit the screen, but I think a little, maybe there are some drops of rain at the very top of that screen. What do we reckon? In the middle of that screen, or is it just stuff off the circuit? It could well be. But Yeah, it's possible. And this, with, with the area that is affected by the Code 60, that would make sense if... Um, it's raining down there. There's also been a significant spill by the looks of things from BMW number 733. So that's the incident that is being dealt with on the exit of Metzgersfeld. And as I say, it was a lengthy Code 16 slash Code 120 all the way back to Adenauer Forst. So is it the fact that actually 733 dumped a load of oil or coolant, probably more like oil, from the sump and the marshals have had to then mop that trail up and it's stretched back several corners looks like we are heading towards the end though of that recovery process with the all green 733 BMW uh, about to be towed away meanwhile through go the two uh, Mercedes AMG GT3s with a slight hop and a skip Passing by the link number 620 Arvia Racing Renault Clio. And they are now on towards the next portion of the track, which will be Brunchen and Flansgarten for the cars. Well, it could have been so much better for Philip Ellis and Manuel Metzger. They're not being dramas partway through their second stint. They're running in eighth and ninth places, but I think their pace during this battle has proven that they really should be a bit further up the order they just haven't had the luck so far no absolutely they haven't but they've uh, been very strong when running in regular formation are really effectively good for second and third but uh, doesn't look like that's necessarily going that way but uh, gosh just over 40 minutes remaining and lap after lap being churned out by our race, race leader and putting in representative laps most of the time Maxi Book if it ever gets slower, it's down to traffic. Can't see any problems whenever we see that car. Got a couple of BMWs running very close together. It's 35 ahead of 54. So we just have a big change. Sorry, it's yeah, 34 again ahead of three, which means it's the second of the Vulcan Horse Motorsport cars ahead of the Vulcan Motorsport BMW. Of course, Vulcan running the Porsche as well, but uh, that with its early puncture. Number four is a little further back. That's in tenth overall. The sister BMW is in seventh for Falcon Motorsport. Fancy sick. Closer and closer. It's getting darker and darker. It's still a windy day. It's always been windy since the start of the race, but it hasn't really blown in any weather that's affecting the race as yet. 40 minutes remaining. And those two Mercedes get speed. Number two, Black Falcon, Auto Arena. Number six, try and go side by side. They weren't quite level as they crossed the line, but it was pretty tight. And that was maybe the seed of doubt just being put into the mind of Philip Ellis by Manuel Metzger, who is still the pursuer. 0.563 of a second, the gap, as they cross the line then. It's also tight between 34 and 3. The two BMW M6s scrapping over 6th and 7th places. Christian Krognes ahead of Alex Imperatore now for Volkenhorst and for Falcon, respectively. Yes, and Imperatory was quicker around that lap. That's why the turquoise car is closed right in onto the tail of the dark blue metallic car that started from pole position. M6s together, but uh, could yet be a place change. Certainly Imperatory getting a real move on. Sixth and seventh they are now. But with a couple of cars pitting fourth and fifth effectively. 
Any shots on the circuit so show the two Mercedes ahead of the six Mercedes could be from the opening hour of the race or they could be now. They are from now. Very, very close between the pair of them. Down in eighth and ninth position, effective sixth and seventh with a couple of other cars in the pit lane. The cars in the pits is 35. Second of the Walken Horse Motorsport BMWs. That is now just emerged in the pits. Jordan Tresson, who started the races, races back on board at the SPX class leader, number 54 in the pits as well. A clear SBX leader now for Lucas Stoltz because they were scrapping with the 55 Ferrari which came to grief on the Hatzelback uh, not too long ago and clouded the tyre barrier, needed to be recovered from there so that's a real shame for Bjorn Grossman and his teammates in the 55 Ferrari but it's left 54 out front now and assuming they have a trouble-free run in the remaining 39 minutes that'll be an SBX category win for Yelma Berman and Lucas Stoltz Golden White number 650 BMW in the Cup 5 division still leading the class and it's a huge margin now it must be well over a minute back to Inga Hansen-Setra and Florian Nauman who are still just 1.1 seconds away right official confirmation raindrops at track area Versiphon and Fuchtrura so we were right that uh, if it was that we thought some might be falling out there. I thought it might be slightly earlier, but it might soon work its way forward to Callan Hart and beyond to Bergwerk. Just what the drivers want as they get <laughs> to the final half hour or so of this race. But uh, when the cars are on the homeward stretch coming up, the Dossinger Her, no windscreen wipers being used. But it uh, be interesting to get some on-forward board footage out at the back because as the drivers are relaxing into this final stint of the race, they could be having... Uh, some quite different uh, track conditions should we say maybe visibility conditions as well and and wouldn't you like to still be in the position that you're going to make a pit stop pretty soon i.e. the race leader because this is lap 23 due in at the end of this one so no doubt HTP team man filter are saying to Maxi Book Maxi judge the conditions we've got more rain coming in or indeed less rain coming in a little bit of a, a two-way conversation from the team to the driver, the man on the ground witnessing the conditions right now and the team informing Maxi of what's to come and then they can go with their tyre change for the remaining five, maybe six laps accordingly. But other cars have already made their stop and therefore needed to make the decision earlier on in the piece. Right, it sounds as though the rain is spreading further around the trap. I can imagine Maxi going, hold on a second, I'll go around one more time and have another look because he wants to go as late into that stint as possible, but he's getting towards the end of the run, so he's going to have to come in uh, sometime soon. But uh, 20, he's on the 23rd lap, and uh, rain, we were listed two corners, and now it's starting to spread. Into so, the pits now watch. comes Maxi Book, so decision needs to be made right now. He was out of fuel, he couldn't have gone round again. So what tyres are HTP offering? Maybe some Inters and some Slicks. Treble 6 versus 6.95. This is still the battle for second and third in Cup 5. So it's still Florian Nauman ahead of Inga Hansasetra, the uh, Norwegian driver, but really nothing between them. And they're not in any, da any danger of falling outside of the top three either uh, because Christian Connert is a long way back in the fourth-placed FK performance motorsport bmw number 679 oh a little bit wide goes 695 all over the grass overcooked the vidal chicane 
looking down at my screen there to check the Cup 5 order. That, I'm, I'm sure, was in uh, was Hans Etcetera going for a move at the chicane and basically outbreaking himself. Ran out onto the gravel, ran out onto the grass, and that gave the place firmly back to Florian Naumann in treble six. You know what? That might also mean that a bit of rain has arrived just at the Vidal's chicane. I don't, can't see it yet, but it's very hard to pick out rain on a grey track. But maybe his breaking point was uh, right for the previous track conditions and not for that time. But anyhow, it was more like a, a three-lap race, that manoeuvre into the Vidal's chicane. We've watched so many sprint races at Nürburgring over the years, and that's what happens. But this is a four-hour race, the penultimate round of the VLN for 2019, and uh, action all the way to the finish. 35 minutes remain in this race. It's been fun. The race leader in the pits at the moment, the number 48 Mercedes, has had things under control from the outside of the front row. A couple of laps into the race, into the lead went Raffaele Marcello, and he and his teammate uh, Maxi Buch have controlled things since. So, trying to see what tyres are going on that at the moment. Well, the car's down on the deck, hard to see. Fresh rubber come what may, but are they inters? Are they deciding to stick with slicks? Are they going for full rain? I wouldn't suggest the last of that group. No, and it would be a gamble to go with intermediate, surely when the Grand Prix Strecker is still dry or it would appear to be dry. It's really only that chunk around Adenauer Forst and Versaifen. Um, and yeah, down towards Metzgersfeld potentially that is a little bit damp, but a driver of Maxi Book's calibre will be able to deal with that, I'm sure. You're listening to RS1, part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels. This is Johnny Palmer and Bruce Jones. Show Limited Network. The Radio Show Limited merchandise collection is now available. Click on the link on the front page at radio-show.co.uk. There's a variety of designs by renowned graphic and livery artist Andy Blackmore, including the Midweek Motorsport Helmet, the RSL logo, plus some specials to commemorate our broadcast from Le Mans and Nürburgring 24-hour races. All items are made to order by our partners Full Talk Gear. And to keep the pesky postage costs down, our dispatch from either Europe or the USA. New products and designs are being added regularly, so keep checking in by clicking the store button on the homepage. Show your true colours. Click the Radio Show Limited store, open 24 hours every day. It's the final run to the flag for VLN8 for 2019, and there are, well... Tough to say, depending on when the jacket flag falls uh, in front of the winner, but at least another 34 minutes to go, and maybe a little bit more if the leader can squeeze out uh, the extra half lap or so. I mean, Maxi Boot will be looking to finish this as early as possible. He has 2 minutes and 45 seconds as a race lead. And that is over two cars now that have just pitted behind. But, of course, on this lap, the 48 car came down pit lane to serve its final stop. And the good news for all three squads, 48, 5 Phoenix Racing and 7 Conrad Motorsport, is with uh, that amount of time, 30-odd, 35, 34 minutes to go, then they can be shorter stops than those cars behind. So number 5 and number 7, Stippler and Axel Jeffries, about to rejoin the track. Maxi Book staying at the wheel 
of his number 48 Mercedes. And uh, that car clearly in a very dominant position right now, Bruce. Hasn't put a wheel wrong. Has been the right side of every uh, moment out on the circuit. And uh, the closest rivals have, have... had little issues, but quite frankly, it's been a, a dominant, dominant performance. And uh, with the drivers of the calibre of Rafi Marcello, Lello, as he likes to be called, and Maxi Buch, if they're on song with a team as strong as that, you do expect them to be at the sharp end. Obviously, what we're missing today is a really strong Porsche challenge, which we've had yeah. throughout the championship. But this year, 2019, is the year of Mercedes in the VLN. You just have to look at the three wins taken by uh, Patrick Assenheimer. Yeah, and whether he was joined by uh, Manuel Metzger or Maro Engel for the middle of those three victories, uh, it doesn't seem to matter. I mean, those two guys uh, are very much plug-and-play Mercedes drivers. Patrick Assenheimer, though, I think has won himself a lot of fans and, indeed, potentially some interest for future seasons as well because you have to be very talented to take a victory around this place, but to take three in a row, I think, uh, made a lot of people sit up and take notice. Um Another pick caller on this lap is the number three, Falcon Motorsports BMW M6 of Alex Imperatori. As we get set then for the final half an hour on RS1. That wonderful, thunderous V8 engine for car number two, Philip Ellis, driving the Get Speed Performance Mercedes. Sixth place in SP9 Pro, the sister car at Get Speed, second in Pro-Am, and actually the race lead in SP9 Pro-Am is a dominant performance so far for Vulcan Horse Motorsport. Jordan Tresson, the French driver, is back at the wheel. Now, uh, we've been through the um, rotation of drivers, so Jorn Schmidt-Stad, who impressed both Bruce and I, Rudy Adams, we know all about too, and uh, their Pro-Am Victory looking more and more likely now after great performance from all three drivers. Not necessarily decided between John Schofner and Michele Beretta though, depending on the difference in speed that those two drivers may offer. So that's the second and third place in squabble in Pro-Am, currently 12th and 13th overall. What I'll tell you about that little battle, Johnny, is that Beretta is considerably faster in the Phoenix Racing Audi, is uh, taking great chunks out of John Schofner's times. As we go, gosh, half an hour left in this race. So uh, will that be enough for Schofner sitting on an advantage of uh, 31 seconds at the end of the last lap? And should the intervals are, are coming, galloping down. But we have a slow zone at Schwalbenschwanz. That's pretty much uh, that's a long way around the lap. It's uh, the Kleiner Carousel, effectively. And uh, that is uh, something that could be just trying to check the intervals, see which of those it delayed the more. 387 is potentially stuck there, either in the barrier or having just hit a mechanical problem. It's the Mini, the John Cooper Works Coupe from class SP2T. So 387, unfortunately, in the wars. And who have we got at the wheel of that currently? Uh, Stefan Fusch who shares with Jürgen Brettschneider. So Brettschneider presumably done all the driving necessary now. That car qualified 131st position earlier on today in a class SP2T that has just a couple of cars entered. 
the other one being the Peugeot 308 Racing Cup car, of course. So that will, again, to back up the stats that Bradley Philpott was uh, uh, feeding us earlier on, looking very likely that Peugeot will be able to take victory in their division once again and make it 11 wins in a row. It's good to have some stats to play with, and particularly good if you're Bradley Philpott and the, and the crew of that 308 Peugeot. Cup 5 class, more tight racing. Doesn't matter where they are on the circuit, the, particularly the Avia liveried 695 is, is driven with great, great gusto and uh, enjoying a very, very good scrap there. Just looking at the fastest cars on the track at the moment. Last time around, the fastest car on the track was a car in fourth place overall, Christian Krogner's. But again, it's, oh no, it wasn't further down the charts in seventh place, Klaus Bechler. But again, at this late stage in the race, still got people running out of sync with each other. How much... Uh, at what point they've made their pit stops who's still to visit there's the question all the front runners have made three pit stops but don't forget some are going to have to make four because we've had a couple of people who've had come in for punctures to be repaired not repaired replaced quite simply well I reckon the next car to have to make a stop is uh, Klaus Backler in his Falcon Motorsport Porsche he's only in seventh absolutely right that's probably why he's lightest that's why he's quickest last time around one would think yeah and then maybe, well, if we get far enough into the race, when was the last stop for BMW number 34? We ain't going to get far enough in order for that car to need another stop. But, and also the two and the six cars, probably fine now until we get to, well, the 28 lap distance. Be surprised if we get much further than 28 laps. Was there some contact a moment or two ago between treble six and 695? It came pretty close. Well, there's a little bit of flapping uh, bodywork on the back of 695, the Avia car, the rear right corner, the side we can't see from the side of the car as they uh, sweep through the cut-through. Let's look at the flank, if we can hold the shot long enough. Just the real rear wheel arch looks like we've got a bit of flapping bodywork there, a bit of trim. Mm. Maybe so. So they're still duelling over second position in Cup 5. Florian Nauman in the blue and black car and Inge Hansa-Satra in the Team Avia Sorgrensport BMW with the clear class leader still being David Griesner in 6.50 the car he shares with Yannick Fubrick so they're looking like they will extend their championship advantage in the standings again this weekend 48 leads it by a clear lap according to our graphics but 5 car is still on the lead lap just a long long way back the Audi from Phoenix Racing now in the hands of Frank Stippler and in fact that car uh, has made a stop at the end of lap 23 it rejoined well we'll tell you exactly where in a moment or two but Christian Krogner's looking like he's back up to second position third place could very easily be Philip Ellis ahead of Klaus Backler who has having a good run in the final stage of this race but bear in mind Backler will have to make one more stop before the chequered flag and what has happened the sun has come out for the first time in a couple of hours suddenly just just as it was getting a little bit soggy rain in the air at the back of the circuit it looks like we're good to the end of the race at least as the cars blast their way down dotting a her towards the end of the lap and it was just a shot that suddenly had the light in the driver's face oh hold on that's not a good thing anyhow we get towards the end of the lap and uh, suddenly visibility not as good as it was before 
the sun in their eyes. They go up the slope, that sharp slope at the end of the lap, a real faceful, then they can relax a little bit down the start finish straight. But we've got three cars in SP9, nose to tail over the start finish line. It's the number two Mercedes at the front of that battle, which is the get speed performance car. Philip Ellis has got Philip, he's got uh, Klaus Backler and Manuel Metzger all together, and the Porsche having a really serious look at that number two Mercedes down into turn one. It didn't work, snaking their way past back markers, they go but Porsche on a totally different sequence to the others but uh, right now enjoy this battle Mercedes, Porsche, Mercedes three pit stops each but because the Porsche came in at the end of two laps it's more than likely to need one more or is it Johnny? let's think about this of course that number four Porsche has 24 laps on the board that's tw two laps back in if he's doing eight lap stints how many laps will we get to by the end of the race? we've got 24 down and we've well, got We'll get to 28. Working out 28. Uh, yeah, not sure. Maybe 27. Okay. Depending on when Maxi Boot crossed the line, and I wasn't paying close enough attention, but that's certainly another three laps left. Yeah, might squeeze onto another fourth actually. So would take us to 28 in total, and then no, two and six should be still fine. In fact, they'll be perfectly placed on the strategy because the get speed performance, the red Mercedes and the six car, the white and black Auto Arena car, pitted at the end of lap 20, so they will be fine to 28. But the number four Porsche having come in at the end of lap two is right. not, doesn't have the same deck of cards in its hand, does it? Unfortunately not. Although no we Royal. Still have a, we can still have a say on the order of these Mercedes because it's now the meat in the sandwich between the two three-pointed star cars, so we'll wait and see the order of those in a moment or two if the Porsche can get ahead it might be able to clear off a little bit and then pit on the very next lap the seven car is being driven by Michele Di Martino and his Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini is came through eighth position seventh position seventh position but he's got companies right behind him Jordan Tresson who's uh, leading the Pro-Am class by some margin now he drove really well the French driver in the opening stint of the race and is doing so all over again Pro-Am combination, he's very much a pro in that grouping, but uh, Lamborghini, four drivers on board this weekend with the addition of Franck Pereira and then last minute uh, named to join that team in the Conrad Motorsport, Lamborghini was uh, Mirko Bortolossi, oh dear, someone not getting to the end of the race, car number 709, BMW deep, deep, deep in the gravel, where is that, the exit of turn one, exit yes. of turn one, very nearly got the whole way through the gravel trap, another car length, he'd have been onto the access road and could have continued, so absolutely galling for the crew of 709 with just 20 odd minutes on the clock and the car stationary in the gravel not in a dangerous position per se because it's a uh, seven-eighths of the way round the corner but stuck up to its axles David Lantala the driver from Austria who is unfortunately now unable to get out without some outside assistance he's sharing with Italian Daniel Fink and Johannes Vega who uh, travels or lives in Switzerland based in Switzerland so um, Three different nationalities there. True international lineup for the Dr. Stein Twetten Motorsport entered BMW 325i. Again from V4. 28 cars qualified in that division earlier on this morning. Qualifying went without a problem. It started at 8.30 and ran for the, the full uh, complement of time. But it was only when we got to the green flag lap and indeed the start of the race when we hit problems with a dramatic looking crash 
on the Grand Prix track out of the right-hander at the cut-through and that sadly meant that we had to start an hour and 20 minutes later than planned. The marshals have got to hook up the number 7 or oh, about to hook up the number 709 BMW it sits stranded oh they can't open the boot of the car come on guys <laughs> looking for the rope that's going to be attached from the rear of the safety vehicle to, oh, to haul that BMW out of the gravel trap we've got a slow zone oh it's the first MP4 so that's right at the start of the lap so it's due to that car well, I didn't think it was going to cause a slow zone but a slow zone all the same while the marshals are there clearing it up fair call I think the worry is that you arrive at such high speed down the main straight that they want cars backing off well in advance of the incident scene because there are clearly marshals out on track and they're trying to tow a car to safety. It should be a relatively quick process. What they may want to do as well is get the car from one side of the track where the gravel is to the right side where there is a gap in the fence there and they can return the car quickly to the paddock or indeed all the way to the pit lane if the crew want to get the car back into the race still 20 minutes to go and uh, they weren't brilliantly placed in v4 i think it was 14th position for car 709 yes it still is although they'll be losing places now sitting there in the gravel trap i wouldn't be a great fan at this stage of the race of the car being uh, recovered and driven across the line to the other side of the circuit to get into the paddock because you could put gravel down but it's got going and it's doing mm. on its own steam but dropping gravel as it goes always an issue that uh, it wasn't too much gravel I thought it would be a whole lot worse but if it dropped a whole lot out from its under tray uh, that wouldn't be very popular as a group of front runners come through do we have a front right puncture? no it's just bits of gravel pouring the way out So, uh, but luckily not in one whole area but uh, keeping off the racing line so doing a decent job there the 709 BMW the clock carries on ticking down 18 and a half minutes remaining it's still the 48 Mercedes leading the way one minute and 30 seconds last time around of the car that's so the car that started on the outside of the front row is leading by that margin one minute 20 on 29 seconds and the car that started on pole position and then the best the rest 13 seconds behind it's that number two mercedes phil ellis still holding off klaus backler we think backler in the number four porsche probably owes us one further pit stop because that pitted at the end of lap two to have a punctured tire replaced and then Manuel Metzger listed fifth at the moment in that number six gets me performance sorry the Black Falcon uh, racing Mercedes but the sun is shining when all was turning a little bit gloomy slightly wet not so long ago but now looks like we're going to end as we started in sunshine another lap just about to be ticked off being very cautious Maxi Book a couple of back markers in his path through the final chicane he can afford to lose a few seconds here or there does so goes past the Renault Clio and onto starting another lap. So the code 16 in the main, the end of the main straight has been uh, withdrawn. However, traffic still slow at the moment into the left-hander at the Schwabenschwanz, where you'll remember a car, I think we think, collided with the barrier, and therefore, uh, first of all, double-waved yellows is the first indication of an incident there. 120, code, code 120, the first step then of slowing the cars down and into a code 60 past the scene. So lap times, or rather sector times, through sector four are going to be affected by that. And the race leader's just gone across the line at the end of lap 25 to post a 3.24. So still losing... Well, actually, that looks pretty respectable... Uh, maybe 20-odd seconds being lost through there as recovery continues to take place. Likewise for Christian Krognes, who 
goes across or through the timing loop at the start of the dotting of her. So quite possibly Maxi Boot now has a lead of the whole of the dotting of her um, to nurse, shall we say, till the end of this race. Fine for pit stops. Meanwhile, the number two and four cars have found one another and we're expecting probably... Klaus Backler in at the end of this lap, but at the moment he separates the two Mercedes, Ellis from Metzger. Yeah, but it's a th- it's a three-car battle effectively with that Porter in it because Frank Stippler has caught the tail of that grouping. So the cars third, fourth, fifth, and sixth as we stand is the Porter about to dive into the pits. No, too busy racing. A Porter is diving into the pits, but that's a Porsche Cayman. So covered by about one and a half seconds, the cars from third place backwards, the number two Mercedes, the number four Porsche, the number six Mercedes, and the number five Audi nose to tail over the start finish line but still Philip Ellis re- holds off resists the challenge from Klaus Backler Manuel Metzger is in fifth overall that'll be a poor return for the number uh, six Mercedes crew if they end up there and Frank Stippler who started 15th has shared with his teammates and now is finishing the race off right off the tail of this grouping he's shown time and again he has really got the legs today around the Nordschleife Forcar will have to stop at the end of this lap a little bit of um, detritus, quite possibly, attached to the front right splitter of the number two car. Maybe evidence of a bit of contact earlier on, or just the amount of rubbish that's on the track at this point in the day. The other thing I'm well, thinking is... Sorry, go on. I was just about to say, don't forget, during the pit stop, they were trying to fix that front left corner. They, they were, were taping right, it up. We only that. saw it from the side, so we couldn't see exactly, but... Uh, take a little look it's again hard to pick out wrong angle but he's Philel is driving very well because Klaus Backler is really pushing on and in terms of out and out pace I reckon that Klaus Backler car has been one of the very quickest in the race let's see it's fastest lap at 2 minute sorry 8 minute 27 oh that was last time around what am I talking about 8 minutes 16 of course that's 10 seconds off the pace I'm completely wrong the fastest lap of the race set very early on by Raffaele Marcello 8.04 and Kronthier's 8.06 that's why he's in second place I guess Sorry, I cut across your thought with my thought. It was just about the sun again, because those drivers that are used to racing in the Nürburgring 24 hours will know how low the sun gets, not necessarily this time of year, but they'll, they'll know the rough areas to be, wa- to be wary of, whereas those that are just doing VLM, um, normally we're done, what, an hour and five minutes ago. So we're in a scenario here where they might be being blinded for the first time, and that's something, again, to have to get your head around. Over the line the BMW goes, which is the number four, number three rather, M6 of Sheldon van der Linde. And he's got right behind Lucas Stoltz. These cars are in different classes, but is this a sign of something to look forward to in 2020? BMW versus Mercedes with Mercedes-Benz bringing their brand new car to VLN from next year. The dates are out, remember, for VLN 2020. I'm sure there'll be a, there is a March meeting from memory. As Lucas Stoltz gets very close indeed, has to put two wheels over the kerb, will get fully alongside the BMW, but can't get the traction because one of its rear tyres was still on the kerbing, and actually the front engine uh, BMW was able to draw out of the Mercedes Arena slightly more readily than the orange and black car of Lucas Stoltz. Farmer Stoltz takes to the grass, doesn't he? But uh, <laughs> vaguely keeps it near the side of the track, but really pushing it. He's nipping one way, diving the other, really enjoying throwing this uh, burnt orange Mercedes around and 
Leicester looking for a gap, but a gap not being provided at all. Now, what's happening in that battle for third place? At the moment, it's the 48 Mercedes leading by a tidy margin. 1 minute 25 seconds ahead of the car that started from pole position, the 34 Walker Horse BMW. But it's Phil Ellis still holding down third place, but he's under great pressure from Klaus Backler. In turn, Manuel Metzger in fifth and Frank Stippler within a second of the pair of them. So it's very, very tight indeed. Waiting to see that number four Porsche come in, unless it's got us absolutely fox and can run far longer stints than we think is possible. But Johnny's pulling a face. Johnny's right. Maybe the coffee was too strong. Hard to tell. I think I'm mathematical. It's not really mathematics. It's just writing stuff down at the right point. But you've got to remember to do so. And that's the bit I struggle with. Um, But now I had the number four car last pitting on lap 18. So I think it has to be in at the end of this, lap 26. And the other thing I need to make a note of when Book appears at the end of this lap is how much time is left on the clock, because that will give us an indication as to how many laps there are to go. We can probably work it out from how far around this lap he is. He's never going to get home across the line in another three and a half minutes, because we've still got the code 120 stroke code 60 out at Traubentrand. So this has got to be the penultimate lap. I reckon. Yeah, I think, be, I think you're right. Eleven and a to bit. be confirmed. Yeah. Right, now a battle that's been really, really good through this uh, latter stage of the race is Tristan Vidas in the 162 Black Falcon Mercedes and the second of the Hoffa Racing by Bok Motorsport BMWs. And again, it's Fisher just in front of Vidas by, well, next to not very much at all. And again, a few back markers is a wonderful original BMW M3. Let's pass it on both sides, they say. And so they do. But Tristan Vidas is really pushing super, super hard. A second and third in SP10, and it's the other offer racing by Bonk Motorsport BMW that leads that with uh, Michael Schrey at the wheel, but uh, he doesn't have the company. He's broken clear of this battle. A battle, it most certainly is, into the final 10 minutes, or will be in the next half a minute, but uh, certainly we've got a camera on board the 162 Mercedes, and it's providing fantastic footage. The battle at every second or third quarter, they get close together, then one will get past the back marker first, the other has to bide his time and then catch up all over again great stuff to watch though and they're going to have to go now around the outside of one of the GT tyre Volkswagen Golfs hard onto the brakes for Vidas Michael Fisher just stretches his arm out Vidas and he can probably touch the rear wing of that Hoffer Racing BMW exactly 10 minutes left on the race clock we're still yet to see Maxi Boog appear at the start of the Dottinger Hoor so this might be slightly more touch and go than I was suggesting actually we'll wait and see of course on the final lap because there is this lead of a minute and 25 seconds there might be the opportunity for Maxi Book to just ease off the throttle a little bit meanwhile a moment or two ago 162 just caught the curve that unsettled the Black Falcon Team Identica Mercedes very slightly then they encountered traffic the older shape BMW this was a few moments ago wasn't it Bruce this is where they went either side on the yeah. right hand side went the the 192 BMW all clipping over the curb in fact all four wheels off the circuit I would suggest and then round to drivers left around the side of that mark one BMW goes the 162 Mercedes so both the drivers had, had a moment but the driver of the Fisher in the 192 BMW had the bigger twitch and managed to almost lift the car manually around that BMW M3 to get onto the kerb to go around it but uh, great onboard footage 8 minutes 50 seconds on the clock as Maxi Book crosses the line and his last lap was an 8.28 
So, will he want to back off to the tune of 20-odd seconds? Or are uh, the Mercedes crew from Team Manfilter happy just to carry on round? They've got enough fuel to be able to do that, you have to think. That puts 26 laps in the book. So it's either going to be a 27 or a 28 lap race and it's really dependent on the sort of pace that Maxi Boot wants to put down. Also, fine to the finish, by my calculations, are the number two and number six Mercedes having pitted both of them on lap 20. So if they were given a full tank, here they come, in fact, out of uh, Galgenkopf, now down the Dottinger-Hur. So I'm expecting at this point Klaus Backler to peel off into the pit lane, but the two Mercedes either side of him and the Frank Stippler um, Audi. When did Frank last pit? Lap 15, 23, therefore. So he should be fine as well because it's on the same, yeah, on the same rotation, same pit stop strategy, I should say, as the race leader Maxi Book. So he'll be fine to the finish as well, Frank Stippler. So as the cluster of cars from Phil Ellis. Back through Klaus Backer, Manuel Metzger, Frank Stippler came down, dotting the sun low in their eyes. They had to really heed the marshals there, waving their white flags. As the Porsche now dives into pits because it was a slow-moving rescue vehicle, a flatbed truck, but they, could, they couldn't necessarily see it, but they could see the marshals. They were ready for it. They avoided it, as you would expect pro drivers to do. Klaus Backler, well, he's had his fun. He's been in the middle of that battle, the battle effectively for third place overall, but with this extra pit stop due to a pit... A pit unwarranted pit stop they had to do very very early in the race the end of lap two they had a flat tyre they lost time on the track they lost time in the pits they've had their fun playing they've shown they can run on the ultimate pace or the, the pace good enough for the bottom of the podium but uh, the extra stop is costing them big time yeah and that's what happens when you have to stop so early on with a puncture rear left from memory and despite them getting back into the race as quickly as possible uh, they could never catch up that lost time and what they really needed was a significant chunk of code 60 which would slow the whole race down but to the tune of what eight, eight minutes or so i don't think that was ever likely to happen something like that you can come back from in a longer distance race maybe even the six hours but certainly the 24 hours but in a short race like this a short out a short race but relatively short race four hours uh, it is very tricky to come back from uh, that uh, difficulty at the start. Still nose to tail for second and third in SP10. Michael Fisher sticking his elbows out as much as possible to keep Tristan Vidas behind. They're now heading towards the slightly faster portion of the track. So they've dealt with Hoa Act. Vidas, again, trying all these ridiculous lines to just unsettle Fisher, I think. I don't think he's ever intending to overtake around the outside they come into this little hop and skip section now as well where the cars briefly leave the ground make sure that the tyres are back in contact with the asphalt as they turn in past through ice curve they go within a moment or two Flansgarten and then Schwalbenschwanz away in the distance and Schwalbenschwanz is now clear to attack at full speed once more but what they're getting is they burst out from behind the trees into the sunlight it's not high sunlight it's low sunlight so it's, it's double the effect of going from a uh, dark to light because it's light that's fully in their face from the, the homeward leg of this long long lap around the Nordschleifer and you're quite right Tristan Venus is just trying to vaguely unsettle Michael Fisher but Michael Fisher is more unsettled by finding traffic where he doesn't want to we had that moment several laps ago when they went past the 
BMW M3, Mark 1 BMW M3, went either side, but Michael Fisher, four wheels off the circuit, he thought the driver had seen it, went to driver's right, the driver of the M3 had not, and uh, Fisher had to jerk his car around him, and then Venus went the other side, spectacular moment, particularly as he was being filmed on board for Venus's car. Right, Venus in the 162 Black Falcon team, identical Mercedes has got a fantastic toe, he's right under the rear wing of the BMW, Michael Fisher trying to move one way, he can't keep moving this way and that, there's a Lexus up ahead of them, they're catching it very quickly indeed as they come towards the end of the lap. Is this the moment that the place changes? Certainly the Mercedes, the silver Mercedes, pulls out alongside its nose, is half a bonnet ahead, sweeping through the left kink, side by side, still the nose in front of them, the lights flashing, the Lexus might be just where they want to be, that BMW moves back across the Mercedes bows, just. And that Lexus, uh, again, wins the prize... <laughs> This time around, it's always a different car. Wins the prize for the first time I've spotted a machine in this race. I knew probably there was a Lexus there because normally ring racing do turn up with their ISF, but that's the first time I can remember seeing it. Three and a half minutes from the end. Congratulations. At 136, that is. Third in SP8. Meanwhile, SP10, still the same order, but it could have been very, very different had Tristan Vinas' overtake worked that time around. They are going to have the remainder of this lap and possibly, you know one more depending on whether the race leader is showing any hint of backing off and at the moment Maxi Book is certainly not another nose being shown by Tristan Vidas he might get the inside line he has got the inside line through the Mercedes arena then his GT4 Mercedes got a right old tank slapper on he had to settle the car down a little bit BMW this time is the turn to be chasing and draws level with the Mercedes as they head through the right-hander at the cut-through. But I think Vidas has now just about completed the manoeuvre. It took him several corners, though. Certainly did. Fabulous. Uh, particularly spotting this at this very, very late stage in the race. But this battle's actually been going for the entirety of this stint, and part of the stint before. Don't forget, for quite a while, 162 was second in the class, but 192 was the car that came through. 193, the sister car to 192, both bonk. Uh, Motorsport, uh, sorry, Hofer Racing by Bonk Motorsport. They're running first and third in class, then first and second, and now back to first and third again. So a big chase by 192, but it doesn't look as though it's working because uh, Tristan Vidas, he waited, he hunted, he's got past, seized the moment, didn't really involve anybody else at all. So it was in terms of just doing the right thing, getting in the tone, getting that drag down the straight, but uh, good fighting. It was uh, wonderful to watch. So let's see if he can hold on to that second position. It's hard to hold on to. It's a greasy bar of soap around the Nordschleife. One minute and 50 seconds to go. Where is Maxi Book? He's not about to complete sector four. Yeah, which and then the, fi the final sector takes 50 seconds. So, And he's got a minute and 38 seconds as a race lead. So that the option's definitely there to back off the pace hugely there. And a pensive-looking Raffaele Marciello, I thought, three minutes and ten seconds. So he has appeared now at the end of the penultimate sector. He's doing another lap, isn't he? I think he is. I think he is. And just glancing in the door mirror there to see whether there's anybody behind. But no. Big puff of leaves from the rear diffuser. But he's having too much fun, Maxi Book. And wants to go around again. There is a minute left on the clock. And therefore, 28 laps surely are going to be squeezed out of this one. But that's why Max, that's why his teammate Lello was looking a little nervous in the pit lane. He would rather the race ended in the next handful of seconds because things can go wrong if you're going for one more run. It's not a short lap, it's an immensely long lap here around the Nordschleife, but crossing the start finish line with around 35, 40 seconds. 
in hand goes our race leader. So one more lap coming the way of the Manfilter Mercedes, number 48. The next car over the line should be Christian Cruddy as the car that started from pole position, the Walken Horse Motorsport BMW M6. But the real battling is for third place. The number two Mercedes, Phil Ellis, has got just a second and a bit's advantage over Manuel Metzger. It really is a Mercedes day here. Yes, we've got that BMW in second place, but at the moment, first, third and fourth. It's looking super, super strong for them and Frank Stippler don't remove him from the mix but in fifth place in that Phoenix Racing racing area he's fallen back from Manuel Metzger over the last lap or so he caught the tail of that group maybe took a little much out of his tyres maybe traffic got in his way but certainly the charging Stippler is uh, not charging quite as much at the moment so race leader onto another lap that means that uh, all that pursue will go round once more and of course if you are a back marker just ahead of Maxi Pook when he takes the chequered flag uh, you'll be going around for a further eight or possibly ten minutes so we might be looking at uh, closer to quarter to six by the time this is done not surprised all those tourist laps were uh, were knocked on the head and cancelled for another day nose to tail between the two and the six Mercedes as they have been all race long Get speed performance, Philip Ellis, ahead of Manuel Metzger in his Black Falcon Team Alto Arena motorsport car. Now, Johnny, I don't expect an answer from this unless Bradley Philpot gives it to us. How many VLN races have you had the top four going on to the final lap of the race in the order they were at the front, front four places on the grid? Good question. I don't really want an answer to that, but right. it's... It, uh, <laughs> Certainly fantastic racing between the two and six Mercedes. The get speed performance car ahead of the Black Falcon with Auto Arena uh, racing entries and Phil Ellis turning into turn one and turning out of one still in third place. That's good news. It means Metzger's close, but not close enough to make a challenge at this point through turn two. The number six Mercedes closes in a little bit, but I'd say that Philip Ellis has got his car very well balanced, but then what do you want in front of you? You don't want a back marker in front of you. A Toyota GT86 does its best to get out of the way, but a little bit of momentum cut away from Phil Ellis. Advantage to Manuel Metzger. Right onto his tail he goes. SP3 category, which includes a lot of Toyota GT86s, is still being led by the Subaru BRZ, which is still on a Toyota GT86 floor plan, by the way. And uh, it'd be hard push to tell the difference, actually, in the racing version of that Subaru. But it is Tim Schrick that races that car with Lucien Gavris. And they are looking good for an SP3 class win after 22 laps completed in SP3 just noticing how close it is between the uh, Klaus Backler Porsche number 4 back up into 6th place just ahead of Di Martino in the Conrad Lamborghini half a second between them over the start finish line 6th and 7th overall so for the number 4 Porsche it's a question of what might have been maybe almost within a sniff of the podium but not quite and certainly with that early puncture no chance now a top six result actually is a the result of a very strong run for Martin Ragging and the driver who's bringing it home who started it for Klaus Bechler one two again on the pit wall of team man filter can't bear to watch the screen calling their Mercedes through each individual sector a little bit slow through sector two presumably where Book caught some traffic so he lost three seconds or so but nothing to be worried about because he's got over a 90 second lead now it's 92 seconds pretty much over Christian Krognes in his BMW M6 Lucas Stoltz goes across the line that's a personal best lap time for the Mercedes 
in this race. So Stoltz going faster than Yelmer Berman at any point in the race so far. Again, that car getting lighter on its fuel load. And it was also the fastest lap uh, for the car in second place as well. So, yes, as you say, the fuel load's going down and down. The weather conditions have come back. We had a little flirtation with a few drops of rain around the far end of the circuit. Versailles from Kallenhardt and possibly down towards Exmuller, but it stayed away by and large. Just as, of course, the race leader was coming in for that final, final pit stop, we were wondering... Would Maxi Book say, I'm going to need some rain tyres or more to point some intermediates? That's about as far as we thought they might go, but uh, clearly stayed away. The conditions have uh, really, really cleared up very nicely. We've completed four hours of racing, but of course, we're waiting for the race leader to come round to complete this, the 28th lap, which will be the final lap of the race. And he's sitting on, as you say, Johnny, an advantage of just over a minute and a half, so he can stroke it, he can back it off. And uh, in fact, he can back off enormously, but then you don't want to do that. Your concentration goes... Uh, on a corner with a circuit with so many corners it's best just to keep pressing on and I suppose just thinking back to you know his option of easing off on the dotting of her on the safety grounds and the, the percentage ruling the chances are pretty high of actually being clouted from the rear if you're a slower GT3 car and everyone is expecting you to be going faster so rather than you know they always say attack is the best form of defense so just carry on as you've been doing maxi boot knows this place like the back of his hand and far easier just to carry on as you've been doing for the last four hours than trying to do something a bit zany and uh, shaving speed off you know to about half half the race speed so the other audi with its vodafone backing just make, making its way down the dotting of her and through the a dwindling sunlight it's still pretty strong but we are definitely now in the evening sunshine that magical light you get around this place at uh, coming up for what 5.30 in the afternoon photographer's delight most yeah. certainly not necessarily a driver's delight they're getting a little bit tired face full of sunshine but it's not full sunshine it is when you've got your face in it but then you're going diving immediately back behind trees again so it's that intermittent sunshine Reactolite sunglasses on, don't you? Of course, which you forgot to pack for the weekend because you're coming to the Eiffel Forest in October. You thought it might be rain and fog, but no, it's been a fabulous Saturday here on the Nordschleife. And most notably, if you're one of the two drivers of the HTP Motorsport, the Man Filter sponsored number 48 Mercedes, stroking it home two thirds of the way around this, the final lap. And this driver lineup, as I said several times before the start, looked like it would be very impressive. Uh, a slight tweak to the lineup from the Nürburgring 24 hours. Maxi Gertz instead racing for Get Speed performance. They're looking like they'll still get a podium, so we'll get a, a double dose of Maxis on the final SP9 Pro podium. White flag being displayed now at the start of the Gottinger interestingly, so that might be causing a slight issue for the race leaders as they work their way across the line. It's also still far from decided, potentially, between the Ellis and Metzger scrap. Call them through at the end of sector four to indicate which way it's likely to go, but they've been virtually glued together. Well, they have. I mean, in one, one sector of the five around the lap, you have a, 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 of the six around the lap, one gains a tenth of a second, then they lose two tenths on the next one. That is simply traffic and where they come across it. They've had a fantastic scrap, those two cars. In fact, uh, photographers could provide them photos from every corner on the circuit <laughs> where they're nose to tail because they have been. 
SPX very likely to go the way of Lucas Stoltz and Yelma Berman in the brand new Mercedes. SP8, the 139 Ferrari looking strong for that result with Nikolai Rogivu, the Swiss driver. But into Tiergarten and Hohenrein for the final time comes Maxi Buch after a great drive earlier on from his Italian teammate Raffaele Marciello it will be a victory to Mercedes AMG Team Manfilter basically Team HTP to any other name and congratulations to that squad then who are all now high-fiving on the pit wall a dominant victory as on the final circuit there's now a drama at Exmuller stroke Bergwerk with a slow zone out on track so thank goodness the race leader got through that without any problems could could be the 695 BMW which had been side by side you'll remember with the treble six lap after lap they left the start finish line on the penultimate tour just 1.2 seconds apart and 695 all of a sudden is at the side of the road at Exmuller with a code 120 in place I hope that hasn't come to a big drama late late in the piece but the 650 BMW don't think there's any doubt about Yannick Fubrick and David Griesner taking victory to extend their championships uh, lead in the overall point standings for the VLN this year well the 34 Vulcan Horse Motorsport BMW almost home and host in second place but third fourth and fifth then nose to tail it's still that number two Mercedes of Phil Ellis Manuel Metzger in right behind a Frank Stippler he fell five seconds behind them and now he's caught right up but they're going to the final sequence of corners with some back markers in front of them almost being shoved out of the way second place the Vulcan Horse Motorsport to Christian Crodius and Phil Ellis has done just enough to hold on to third head of Manuel Metzger and within a second behind them Frank Stippler what a scrap to the end of the race yeah superb and those three drivers were, well, on different uh, fuel strategies, different pit stop strategies, because the five car um, last pitted on lap 23, whereas the two and the six cars, I had them down as lap pitting on lap 20. So actually the Audi was quite a bit lighter on its fuel load, depending on how much fuel they put in those Mercedes, of course, knowing that it was unlikely to stretch much beyond uh, lap 28. So beyond the time when did the chequered flag come out maybe seven minutes mm. after the scheduled time but the chequered flag would wait for the race leader to come across the line looks like the Porsche of Klaus Backler and the Lamborghini of Michele Di Martino are going to finish very close by as well they look like teammates according to their paint scheme but they're very different outfits Falcon Motorsports and Franz Conrad's Lamborghini Huracan team really not much between them at all but only because of the early puncture for the Falcon Motorsports Porsche. So it'll be Klaus Backler and his teammate Martin Raginger to bag a top six finish ahead of Michele Di Martino and another large entry from uh, car seven, Axel Jeffries, Frank Pereira who started the car and Mirko Bortolotti who did the second stint. And Bortolotti keen to get as much experience around this place as possible with maybe a view to do more VLNs in the new year. Right, point of interest, point of note on the final lap. A couple of drivers did their fastest lap, one of which was Frank Stippler closing up in fifth place. He set the far second fastest lap of the race, suddenly banged in an eight-minute, four-second lap. The only driver who was faster was Raffaele Marcello, early in the race winning in the race in the race winning Mercedes. That's number forty-eight. So pace in that Phoenix Racing Audi, but overall couldn't quite get onto the podium. But a really good run for Stippler, most notably in that car up from fifteenth on the grid, sharing with a. Uh, 
Vincent Kolb and really, really making the most of his time at the wheel. As class winners continue to stream across the line, we're also still waiting for the 54 Mercedes, the brand new uh, 2020 spec car. It appears now out of Hohenrein and across the line to take victory in the SPX category. A fabulous battle earlier on in the race between the other SPX entry, the uh, Octane 126AG Ferrari 488. But sadly, that car had to... Uh, hit retirement after it collided with the tyre stacks on the hats and back so we lost the only other runner in SPX and that opened the door for Yelmer Berman and Lucas Stoltz SP8 looking like it's going to go the way of a Ferrari though and that is the 139 car of 139 car of Nikolai Rogivu who currently drives it Stefan Koller and Christian Kohlhaas for Racing 1 GM Behar and their 458 Ferrari due across the line in fact it's already completed the race yes on the lead lap as well notably that car able to get slightly better fuel mileage it being a, uh, an SP8 car actually big point it's not on the lead lap it uh, has completed 27 compared to the 28 for number 48 but still a very decent result and miles ahead of its rivals in the SP8 category. What about SP10? Well, they're not home yet. Could well be Mikael Schrei in the number 193 SP10 Hoffer Racing by Bonk Motorsport BMW M4. Frantic flashing of lights for a Cup 5 BMW, which has finally completed the mileage and also over the line in the V4 category to... I'm sure get a good result, car number one. The very good result. They won their class, did uh, Rink, Brink and Lyson. So congratulations to the defending champions, Danny Brink, who was on double duty actually this weekend, I've just noticed. Also due to drive the Leuthäuser Racing and Events BMW M4. But his regular drive is with Chris Rink and Philip Lyson in V4 and they have scored maximum points by taking victory in front of the 706 entered BMW which is Torsten Kratz, Oliver Frisser and Moran Gott. Who else to look out for? Oh, SP10 is decided in the direction of Michael Schrei but what about Tristan Vidas versus Michael Fisher who started that final lap just 3.6 seconds apart Mercedes versus BMW waiting for those cars now to head across the line also the Seat of uh, I was going to say Max Cruiser Racing but I think they've only uh, the only Seat in the field actually the team Matol Racing SP3T car so that means that was actually a Cupra and it was the Matilda Racing car SP10 decided in the way in the direction of 162 for second place this is because as already mentioned it's a win for Hoffer Racing but congratulations to Tristan Vidas in the number 162 Black Falcon team Identica car making the move eventually on Michael Fisher despite stout defence from the latter and that was a, a brilliant display for second and third in SP10 just 1.2 seconds at the flag Bruce it just was a fabulous battle we watched it ebb and flow we watched it go one way and the other around back markers but a really clean hard battle but it was great to see it wasn't just 
close, it was changing position from time to time. So they'll have enjoyed the scrap. They'll have enjoyed the fact the weather was so good throughout the race. That little flurry of rain, but it didn't really touch the surface. And it certainly didn't interrupt the battle. So a really, really good job there as we round up the final few finishes. Just waiting for the winner of Cup 2, which should come across in 18th place overall, which by my reckoning will be a Mulner Motorsport Porsche. One of the last cars to the start-finish line, but it always seems forever with the cars finishing their final lap. But, of course, some of the runners in the junior classes come across in nine minutes and more since the start of their lap. But uh, hats off to Maxi Book, who brought it home, and Raffaele Marcello, who uh, did the first half of the race, take victory for the man filled to Mercedes. And I think we've just got the Cup 2 winner completing their session. Yes, we have. So we've got all of our leading classes over the start-finish line. SP7, the victory going the way of Black Falcon Team Techstar with a Porsche 911 GT3 Cup MR, number 57. Peter Ludwig doing the final stint and he shared that drive with Takis and with Manuel Metzger, the man we've mentioned many times before in relation to the number six Mercedes, but assuming Metzger put in some time, a stint presumably in the 57 car, then he gets the chance to step on to a podium he'll miss out on the sp9 pro top three but does finish as a class winner in sp7 from the 79 car which is 79 being another sp7 entry and is across the line to complete the race sadly we lost 66 pretty early on i don't remember seeing the 80 car either after its clash with an audi at turn one when the race was initially started at midday, but second place in SP7 going the way of Milan Kodidek and Marcus Lonet for their Porsche 911 GT3 Cup car. Cup 3, as Bruce has mentioned, across the line, and it's a win to 979. The Mulner Motorsport entry for the 718 Cayman GT4 Club Sport, Moritz Krantz, Torsten Young, and Nico Menzel, who brought the car over the line. Sadly, for one and two towards the bottom of the order, uh, it was early an early bath for the Schmickler Performance Porsche 718 Cayman, which had a clash with the 960 Teichmann Racing Cayman as well. Max and Ivan Giacoma uh, coming to grief on the Grand Prix Strecker, and they will not get a race result. What happened to Farfus in the end? Well, remember we, he, they said he'd set his fastest lap at just a shade under 34 minutes because he was basically in the pits and only going out. But he really stumbled super early on. and uh 12 laps completed for mm. the BMW Team Schnitzer M6, sadly, and finishes the race. Well, it's in the pit lane now. I think possibly that car retired short of the race distance as well after it did eventually appear. Spent something like an hour in the, in the pits, I, I remember. And lots of puzzled looks again down at Team Schnitzer. They've been battling one or two reliability problems throughout the course of the year. But the championship really starting now to take shape ahead of the final event of the year. Congratulations to Yannick Fubrick and to David Griesner, who again win a what's normally such a tight uh, class, such a tight competition in Cup 5. But of the... 17 cars slightly fewer than that 14 cars that took the race start they finished top of the pile and by a decent margin in the end it was very very tight maybe about halfway through but then as the third drivers took over 695 and treble six respectively 
Uh, the rest of the field dropped away and Griesner and Fubrick will, will take victory uh, with an advantage of a minute and 37 seconds. About that, at the sharp end of the field. It came down to a minute and 18 seconds in the end thanks to a fantastic chasing drive from Christian Krognes who whittled that advantage down. And that, it was a mixture of Maxi Boot just taking the top end of his pace off as well to ensure that he got to the finish in the yellow and green Mercedes. But... Is that now five AMG wins in a row in VLM? We had the three from uh, the Manuel Metzger slash Maro Engel Assenheimer uh, battle. And yeah, and then we had the that, speed Fabian Schiller car that was victorious last time out with Dominic Baumann. Yeah. So. And prior to that, wasn't a Mercedes, it was a Porsche, wasn't it? The Porsche of Ricard Leitz and. Nick Tandy, but VLN 4, 5, 6, 7, and now 8. Victory taken by a Mercedes AMG. The 6 and the 2 have had a go, and now for the first time this year, car number 48 taking victory. Mercedes, a relatively slow start to the season, weren't able to take victory in the opening three races. They would have struggled in race two anyway, because that kind of didn't happen. But the opening victory going the way of BMW, we've had one victory for Porsche. But ever since then, no looking back for the AMG GT3. And this new car on display in the race today has a lot to live up to as the outgoing AMG GT3 is in really good form. So, podium presentations now being prepared. And as usual, it is set to be a highly subscribed and well-populated podium with the overall winners due of course and normally these podiums allow one or two from the lesser classes to enjoy their time as well uh, high up in the main stand and the thing I like about this is it's not always the same uh, classification not always the same categories that are given the time on the podium we will I'm sure have uh, the winners of SP9 Pro-Am and quite possibly SP9 Am as well but let's wait and see who else we get to the podium well they're going to have to race the falling of the evening because of course this race was due to be uh, finished an hour ahead of now and uh, as uh, summer has definitely turned to autumn and autumn is uh, progressing through to mid-October the light is fading fast we've had a, a great race here I must say today but a dominant victor but the racing all the way down the pack deep into the top 10 has been really really strong as well as in all the classes so it's been it's been fabulous fun johnny i must say for vln8 who knows what weather we'll have in two weeks time for vln9 we will wait and see but i think it's been a, a, a really good advertisement for the series yet again here on the magnificent nordschleifer in terms of a victory margin um the gap could well be the biggest we've had this year no um it's not because it's uh, dwarfed by the 215.779 gap that Assenheimer and Metzger enjoyed in the 42nd edition of the RCM DMV Grenzland Rennen, which was VLN 6. So that wasn't a six-hour race. The six-hour race being the fifth event of the year. So Pro-Am, to, Pro-Am winners to the podium. And therefore, we will see Jordan Tresson up there, together with his teammates uh, Jorn Schmidt-Stad and Rudy Adams. 
We'll have winners from Group H to the podium, but I'm never sure whether that's H2 or H4 because there are two H classes. And H4 for the bigger cars, the Porsches, the BMWs, etc. No Opel Manta, though, this weekend. H2 principally for Clio's. So, therefore, congratulations to car number 614 that took victory in H2. That is a Renault Clio. Of the Overbecks, Tobias and Daniel, Kempen-based drivers. And 614 taking victory. Some really good dices in the Renault Clio part of the race. And victory for 614 only obtained by a 19.4 second advantage. So... Pretty close when you consider that was four hours plus racing. The best non-Clio in H2, finishing not in the top five, sixth place with the 626 BMW M3, just ahead of the Honda Civic Type R, car number 611. Confirmation then that the win goes the way of Maxi Book. And Raffaele Marciello in car number 48 by a minute and 18 seconds over Christian Krognes, Jody Fannin and David Pittard. Philip Ellis in the number two car, finishing in third position despite a frantic battle to the line. And well done to Maximilian Gertz as well for getting the car back as quickly as possible with that front right puncture, you may remember. Ellis then still, Ellis and... Um, and Maxi Gertz, I'm sure they didn't think so at the time, but a, pos- a podium was still very much possible, and they only finished a minute and 31 seconds adrift of the race winners. So I'm sure they could have kept Book and Gertz, uh, sorry, Book and um, Raffaele Marciello more honest come the finish, had that puncture not been a reality. Fourth place going the way of Manuel Metzger and Patrick Assenheimer. And in fifth position, Frank Stippler and Vincent Kolb in their Phoenix Racing Audi R8 LMS. And the Porsche 911 GT3 Cup car. Finishing in third position is the number 58 car of Cameron and Bonk. SP6 victory going the way of the 215 Porsche. That is the... Michael Shibora, Hannes Plesser and Patrick Hausman combination for SP6. A little bit further down the order. Cup X going the way of the 927. Teichmann Racing entered KTM Crossbow. And the Cup Class Cup X winners will be going to the podium as well. So that'll be Stefan Brodmerkel and Reinhard Koffler in their number 927 KTM crossbow SP2T victorious again so that makes it 11 wins in a row with thanks to Bradley Philpott and uh, the stats people behind him Uh, Peugeot 308 Racing Cup TCR car of the aforementioned Brad Brad Philpott together with the two Nets Jürgen and Joachim of Net Motorsport although with uh, support from Bonk as well SP4, it was the 252 BMW of Nick Hanker. BMW 318 IS taking victory in SP4. H2, 
as I've already mentioned, the two Overbecks, Tobias and Daniel in their Renault Clio. And SP3, the Subaru BRZ. And that car being driven by Tim Schrick and Lucien Gavris. Car number 275 takes victory in SP3. Still the class winners keep on coming as the podium is still being prepared in the background. It's the wigs. They're trying to get the right size wigs. Don't forget it's the Barbarossa price, the red wigs all around. I wore one for the first 45 years of my life and it started going a bit grey. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the history of Barbarossa price? You know much? Cause I, thought I do. You, right. I, I remember this from somebody else it. that mentioned it this time last year that said you were, you were most knowledgeable about the legend that is Barbarossa. I Barbarossa. must doff my hat to Paul Truswell who, who had looked it up a couple of years ago if not ah. three years ago and he gave us the full full version and alas like many things I took it in and it has departed since then I see but I think it's a good tradition it, well, indeed it is and, uh, but actually I think I fun. prefer the, uh, the final round with the, uh, the side of ham yes oh. well it is hungry work uh, around this place and um, you will need a slice or two of ham by the end of the final race meeting of the year which by the way is in two weekends time again right here on the radio show limited network of channels usual format we keep our fingers crossed for that usual format anyway the one air at 11.15 local time 10.15 if you're in the UK and if you go to the RadioLamont.com website if you're elsewhere around the world as long as your desktop time is set correctly then uh, the website will do the calculations accordingly Uh, but on air 45 minutes prior to the race start and it'll be a four hour event then for the final VLN race of the year meanwhile at the end of the 51st edition of the ADAC Barbarossa Price the race leaders are about to be sent to the podium and they are the duo of Maxi Book Raffaele Marciello although do we get in third position first of all the two drivers Philip Ellis and Maxi Gertz so much applause from down below and in slightly dwindling conditions yes it is to the top step of the podium first of all Maxi Book and Raffaele Marciello. Well, we're only missing one of the pair. We just have a, a tall figure of Raffi Marciello, of Lello, waiting for Maxi Book to come out and join him. But uh, well deserved, uh, an exemplary run from the front today to be overtaking very early on the opening stint. And uh, the tall, yellow clad figure of Maxi Book, uh, of uh, Ra- Raffaele Marciello, the shorter, white and black overall figure of Maxi Book, all smiles up on the top step of the podium. The crew in second place up there as well. Of course, that's a busier podium step. Four runners in the Jody Fanning, Christian Krogners and David Attard. Saw them joking around before the start of the race. They'll still be smiling with that second place this afternoon. And the third place going then to Philip Ellis and Maximilian Gertz. They managed to squeeze onto the podium by four tenths of a second to complete the SP9 Pro uh, order. 
and a thought for Patrick Assenheimer and Manuel Metzger who just missed out on a podium but of course they did have that string of wins in the middle portion of the VLN season so the champagne is about to be dished out as well but I'm sure before that we will hear the national anthem of the winning team and also Rudy Adams being welcomed to the podium along with Jorn Schmidt-Skader and Jordan Tresson so they were the winners all three of them of the SP9 Pro-Am category. They will go to the far side of the podium. I'm sure there's also room for the AM winners as well. SP9 AM winners. Here's the national anthem of the big team. Congratulations to Raffaele Marciello and to Maxi Book who take victory for Team HTP or as they're better known, Team Manfilter with their Mercedes AMG GT3 and with the very smart trophies, rather garlands now around their necks and bodies uh, in a moment or two. The champagne will be dished out but not before we've got more class winners on the podium. So well done to Vulcan Horse to take victory in the... SP9 Pro-Am category with the aforementioned Rudy Adams along with teammates Jorn Schmidt-Start and Jordan Tresson. We've also got space on the podium for the TCR winners. Well done to Matthias Vassel, Frederick Yearly and to Roland Schmidt. And also to the H category as well, which were the overbecks in the H2 part of the entry. So 614, Tobias Overbeck and Daniel Overbeck will have room for them on the podium as well. But it's getting busier and busier now on the said podium. And more and more garlands being handed out. Trophies as well. I think the BMW guys at Valkenhorst in the number uh, 34 car will be reasonably happy with their afternoon after a second-place finish and a pole position from earlier on in the day as well. So Christian Krognes, David Pittard, Jody Fannin keen to have a little bit of post-race conversation, maybe thinking about what might have been having to pit after just five laps and 
when you make that decision to come in so early, that sort of has an indentation on the rest of your race quite clearly. But I'm sure they were forced into that with maybe a slow puncture or some sort of setup that needed tweaking uh, early on in the race. It wasn't quite as bad as Klaus Backler and Martin Raginger, who pitted after just two laps. But it must be said for Walk and Horse Motorsport, that BMW crew, Johnny, that's their best result of the season. So maybe doing something slightly differently paid off, but certainly with a few of their rivals picking up punctures, uh, it'll be quite hard for them to work that out and have it verified until all has been sorted when they've analysed the data later on. But good result for them. They've had a couple of third places and now a second to add to that. So no wonder they're well placed in the championship for Walker Horse. And the Group H winners now to the podium. So actually winners in TCR were the Matilda Cooper what I said actually let's just check yeah Matthias Vassal Frederick Yearly and Roland Schmidt in car 806 the uh, drivers of the Matilda Cooper TCR victory in H4 going the way of a Renault Clio in fact it was Clio's top five in that division and in H2 uh, a victory for Sorry, in H2 it was the top five in for, for Clio's. H4, sure, was a victory for the BMW M3 CSL of Hoffa Racing. But now the assembled throng are about to pop their bottles of champagne in the lessening light here. And unfortunately to those that had booked the uh, tourist laps, they will have to wait until another day because darkness has beaten everyone but thankfully we were able to find enough portion enough of a portion of the day in order to fulfill the four hours necessary for vln 8 we now turn our attention to vln 9 in two weekends time don't forget that the information regarding that is available on the website radiolamont.com and that is due to be on saturday the 26th of october so in just two weeks time it's also a very busy weekend for us elsewhere on the radio show limited network with full coverage of this year's petit le mans event live from road atlanta in brazelton georgia john hindoff and the rest of the crew are stateside for that and it's almost as if we timed this perfectly because i think the start of that race is at 10 past 5 uk time so that's about 15 minutes away so you could literally move from vln now to petit le mans uh, and and uh, Five past five. Okay. Well, that's your Saturday night. It's entertainment sorted, is it not? Bruce Jones, my thanks to you. Um, are you on for VLN 9? Seems rude not to, Johnny. Indeed it does. And uh, hopefully uh, the chance to stick a little bit more to the prescribed schedule as well. From Bruce Jones and from Johnny Palmer, we hope you've enjoyed your afternoon with us. And we'll speak to you very soon again on the Radio Show Limited Network of Channels. Bye for now. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLamont.com.